Hi everyone, I'm Elisa and this is Simple Intentions, a podcast focusing on a variety of health and wellness topics to help you live a happier, healthier, more intentional life. Join me as I interview a variety of health and wellness specialists who share their knowledge and some fantastic tips on how we can better ourselves and live a life of intention. Hey guys, welcome again to Simple Intentions, the fourth episode. I'm thrilled to share today's episode with you all. I recently interviewed Rosie McKay, a fashion stylist who is a big believer that looking good and feeling good go hand in hand. With over 16 years of experience, Rosie has worked with a host of local and international personalities and celebrities, has provided creative direction and writing skills across a range of publications, as well as work with everyday professionals and mums who engage her expertise for style makeovers, wardrobe edits, and personal shopping. Through her business, My Virtual Stylist, she empowers both women and men to feel their very best and help them be their most confident self in any scenario. Rosie is a whiz at working with all budgets and has an eye for choosing pieces that can be styled in multiple ways. There are so many hopeful takeaways in this chat from understanding your body shape to debunking some fashion misconceptions, as well as just some little tips and tricks to perfecting your wardrobe. As always, I will pull out some key points at the end. So don't worry if you don't have a pen and paper at the ready. So let's get to it. All right. Thank you for joining the Simple Intentions podcast, Rosie. Lovely to chat with you today. Lovely to be here, Elisa. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to chat with you. It's um, every time we've chatted in the past, I always get so excited about fashion and I've never sort of been really one to, you know, be too into the fashion game. But every time you speak, I just want to hear more. And I'm so excited that we get to do this today. Oh, that's so lovely to hear. Yeah, I've always... um. I've actually always been very interested in fashion mm-hmm. and uh, my mum my mum always tells me that even from a really early age I knew exactly what mm-hmm. I wanted to wear I would never like to be dressed the same as my sister like I always had to have that autonomy when choosing my mm-hmm. my outfits and so we laugh now because my daughter, who's three and a half, is actually exactly the same as I used to be. Um, so it's something that's very ingrained in me from a young age. And look, the reason that I, the reason that I love fashion and style so much, and which is something that we've touched on a lot, is that I think it's so easy to make yourself feel good and make a choice to feel good through style. And that's where a lot of my kind of um, work resonates with others like you know like you say you feel excited by it and I think it's because I talk about it in a different way would you Mm -hmm. agree I I definitely definitely I feel that sometimes the mindset towards fashion can be that you have to have a certain amount of cash or you have to wear particular brands however whenever we chat whenever we have spoken in the past you've always promoted it doesn't matter what budget you have it's more so about developing your own personal style and feeling confident no matter what you're wearing a hundred percent. So what I always start with when I'm working with clients is understanding their likes and dislikes in terms of what feels good on their body. Because I think before we even worry about what's on trend, it's like what shapes fit and suit our bodies, because we're never going to feel good if we're wearing ill-fitting clothes. It doesn't matter if it's Balenciaga or Big W. If they don't fit your body well, you're not going to feel good in them. So it's always about establishing, okay, what are the silhouettes that are going to work best for my body? And then what 
what types of styles make me feel good? Do I like color? Am I, do I prefer a minimalistic style? And then from there, I build out what I call a style ID. So it's a little bit of a description that becomes your North star when you're shopping or, um, you know, getting dressed. So for instance, mine is classic, but daring because I pretty much love really beautiful, simple tailored silhouettes, but there's always something a little bit different about my style, whether it be a standout shoe or the way that I've actually styled those very simple pieces. And and that's the thing, like, you know, it isn't necessarily about needing to follow trends all the time. Mm. I think when you're so certain of what looks good on you and what feels good, you start to worry less about being on trend um, and more about how does this make me feel? And, and also, you know, you went back to saying, you know, going back to you saying, you know, having to wear certain brands, you know, there are brands that I love and that I respect and admire, but I think it's about understanding how to buy the best quality for your budget. Yeah, I love that. So, like, speaking to that, in terms of when we do go shopping, say, for the season we're currently in, yeah. how do you know which trends to buy into and what to avoid for, like, longevity purposes? Like, in, in, from definitely. your perspective. Yeah, definitely. So what I always um, recommend is that you build a classic core wardrobe. So these are like the foundation pieces of your wardrobe. These are those classic pieces that, that don't date, that you can mix and match with seasonal personality buys. And that's what I call um, those on-trend pieces, that they're the pieces that will add that modern touch, that bit of fresh spark to a very classic wardrobe. So, for instance, just say you've got... Um, for instance, I, I think footwear and, and also um, accessories are a great way to add a fresh, you know, take to those classic pieces. So you might have your jeans, a white T-shirt and say a leather jacket, right? They might be your three classic staple pieces in your wardrobe. What can you add to that to make them feel fresh? So I would add, say, a stack of layered gold necklaces. Um, and then the shoe, the, the shoe of the season, I think that's coming out is the chunky sole um, boot. So the lug boot or um, the Chelsea boot with a bit of a tread. So that chunky kind of boot, you add those pieces all together. Even though three of those pieces may have maybe pieces that you've had in your wardrobe for, say, you know, three or five, you know, three years yeah. or whatever, adding those two new bits will just make them feel really, really fresh and reinvent them. So I think for me, I use trends as a way, as, as a guiding light. You know, there's all, there's going to be trends, of course, but I think it's more about not feeling pressured to buy into every single one of them, mm. you know, because the other thing is, is that not every single trend is going to suit every single body type either. Um, there are particular trends I would never be able to wear because I'm five foot nothing. So they're just not going to suit me, you know. Um, same deal, you know you know, really, really, you know, tall people may not be able to wear those micro minis because it doesn't feel proportional to their shape. So I'm all about understanding, okay, have we got our classic core wardrobe sorted and then injecting personality season to season with some key pieces that are, for lack of a better word, on trend, you know, it might be a colour of a season, mm. it might be, like I said, a silhouette or a certain shoe style. Um, and those little key pieces, if you if you buy well and you understand what suits your style and also knowing that you're going to get the wear out of them, then there's nothing wrong with, you know, injecting some of those um, new season buys into your wardrobe at all. 
Yeah. So going back to how you're originally saying like purchasing and wearing clothing to suit your body shape as well as your own personal style, how do you find and define your own personal style from the beginning? So first and foremost, I think it's about identifying what your body shape is. So what is your body? And there, there are some key body shapes that I kind of refer to. So there's pear, apple, um, rectangle, and also triangle. So, um, and then there's also the inverted triangle too. So there are five. So a pear is someone who's really narrow through the hips and wider across the bottom and the thighs. Apple is someone who's generally narrow through the hips and carries more of their um, weight around their midsection so they might be you know busty and they might have like a bit of a rounded belly rectangle obviously is someone who's straight up and down and then your inverted triangle is someone who um is has got narrow shoulders and goes wider out through the hips and then um sorry that was triangle and then inverted triangle is someone who's got really wide shoulders and then narrows down through the hips so if you think of all those shapes you get a good visual of the body type that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. My key goal after I identify what body type or what body shape you are is teaching you how to bring balance to your shape. Mm -hmm. So for someone as yourself, you mentioned you're straight up and down. It's about actually creating a waist. So it looks like you've got definition between your shoulders and your hips are at your exact same kind of width so I would say you know use belts high you know wear high-waisted high-waisted pieces that create a waist yeah. um, and then also so that you're not exaggerating how slim you are you might want to wear like some wide leg bottoms or um, tailored trousers that flare out a little bit because they will just bring a little bit more balance to your shape. It'll actually add some curve. We want to add a little bit of curve because you are quite angular. Mm -hmm. um, so, and people are like, oh, wow, I didn't ever think about that before yeah I'm sitting here I'm thinking you know I've never thought of my body shape in that way and yeah. you know usually I go into a shop and I try something on without understanding like why does this not work but now it's making sense very yeah, much so, so. you Lisa being quite straight up and down and probably quite angular you want to bring some softness to your shape so it mm -hmm. might be instead of choosing a skirt that's super straight you might want to choose a skirt that wraps around and has like a ruffle going across you know the body and that'll just bring some softness and actually help to add a little bit of shape to your mm -hmm. hips and then you can kind of pair that with like you know a camisole or a fitted singlet or something but what that does is just balance out your proportions a little bit more and yeah. um, the other shape that I find really it blows their mind when I work with them is apple shaped um, women because they think that because they are carrying weight on their midsection that they should leave everything loose everything must be loose because it'll hide everything when in fact the best thing to do is bring a little bit of shape and actually wear more bodycon styles so that they're highlighting that they're narrow through the hips and they're not adding more bulk by adding more fabric, which will add bulk yes. and creating a waist. So wearing slightly higher waistlines, cinching in their waist, not with thick belts, maybe with just some little wrap tops. It doesn't necessarily need to be a belt, but it might be a top that wraps around or has a tie at the waist. So that what they're doing is just 
bringing that in a little bit and creating some definition between the hips, the waist and the shoulders. And just, just, it just creates balance to their shape without adding bulk by just putting on tops that look quite triangular. Mm -hmm. um, and so many of my women are like, so many of my apple shaped clients, are like, Oh my goodness. Like I didn't, I always like steered clear from tucking in my tops or belting anything or highlighting my waist because I was so worried it would bring extra attention there. But when you when you understand how to team your pieces together in a way that they complement each other, it just brings synergy. And and that's and that's the beauty of of working with a professional that can show you mm. how to maximize your shape without, you know, it's not about changing your shape. It's about understanding how to maximize your shape. Um, so that that's very rewarding for me when people realize that instead of focusing on having to change their body, mm. because this is our body, we, you know, it's, it's very, it's very, I guess, disheartening sometimes when you think that, to fit into clothes, you have to change your body. How about we change the way we're dressing instead? Mm. That makes far more sense. Yeah, I mean, I, de I definitely think that women in particular think that we need to change our body. And if it is, say, to like lose weight or gain weight to be healthier, then like 100% go ahead. But there are certain things that are out of our control. Like say in particular, as you were like mentioning, like say with my body shape, um, I've always been very tall, lean, and very small around the bust. And there are just like certain styles that don't suit me. Yes. And as you said, it's about understanding my shape instead of feeling I need to change my shape. So I think that's a great outlook and is also a great perspective for mental health as well as as part of accepting who we are and learning to love who we are. Do you think there are other fashion misconceptions or things that we get wrong when it comes to styling? So I think one of the, the biggest misconceptions there there is when it comes to style is that you need to follow certain rules. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I think it's about becoming very selfish, in, in fact, and, and understanding what is best for me and what works for me. And just because, you know, someone said, like, you, you know, if, if you think about it, there are so many um, rules that we're breaking all the time with, with, with modern style teaming suits with sneakers in mm. you know back in the day that would be a big no-no but I do think that it is now I really I really think that the thing that we need to keep at the front of mind is that style is a form of self-expression mm. you know more than following trends more than wearing certain brands it's about it's it's a way to express what you value what you stand for and who you are and and I think that when we start thinking about it in those terms, it becomes less about worrying about what people will think you're wearing and more about who am I and how do I want to show up. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely something that when I work with my clients, we talk about a lot and they also just start reframing, you know, what's important to them as well, because they're like, I actually like feeling good and taking that extra 10 minutes a day to put on an outfit that makes me feel good has changed my day immeasurably. Yeah. Um, so it's the transformation and, and, and what you said about mindset, it's so 
I have this little phrase that I use that that is style is a mindset because I really believe that we can wake up feeling a bit you know blah which can happen from time to time but we can actually use style to change the course of our day so instead of getting up and thinking oh I feel really rubbish today I'm just going to wear that old thing actually snap out of that thought pattern that negative thought pattern by saying okay I don't feel so great but I'm going to put on something that makes me feel good and immediately you've stopped that negative train of thought and you've stopped, you've stopped that low vibe from seeping into your whole day. So I think that's just one example of how you can use style to reset your mindset, you know? Um, And, and by, by doing so you've actually changed the course of your day potentially. Mm -hmm. I I find for like me personally, with my work, I wear a uniform and like the girls in the office, if they're listening to this, they would definitely know. Now I can't express myself like in my clothing. So the only way I can do something a bit different is like through a pair of shoes or with earrings. And I find like just by popping on a different set of earrings, it affects my whole mood for the whole day. You know, like over my 30 years, I've like accumulated so many different pairs of earrings and you know, I get a chance to wear them and I find it does give me that confidence when I walk through the door. So I guess it's, yeah, there's different ways that you can, that you can stop that train of thought and feel differently, even if you are in particular wearing a, wearing a uniform as well. Definitely. And that, that also goes down to, um, you know, makeup is a really great example of, of using, um, of, of being able to boost your mood through makeup. So like even just popping on a bright lip could just, especially if you are wearing a uniform, something that you can't change, just even experimenting with some makeup, you know, putting on a bright lip, maybe putting on a slick of mascara if you don't usually wear it, just some little touches that just elevate your your own um your your mood is really you know it's it's really a choice it's a choice and it's a choice that we actually can make for ourselves Um, and I and I think that sometimes we can put the responsibility on how we feel on a lot of other people but really the buck stuff the buck starts and stops with us in a lot of ways you know and um a lot of women that I've worked with, you know, it's been a big decision to invest in themselves in terms mm. of personal styling or seeking out an expert. But it's the ultimate form of self-love because it means that they've gotten to a point where they're like, I actually need to invest in myself to be able to do the things that I know I want to do in my life. And it's it's for some it's they've either gone through something that um, has been quite tumultuous for others. They've lost weight and they're like, this is, I want a new me. So it's a celebration of, of, of an achievement, Mm -hmm. but um, no matter what it is, it's, it's understanding that it's a, it's a transformative process because it is, it's also challenging because you are challenging those, those rules and those, you know, that perception you have of yourself Yes. You know, um, and I think that's that's very confronting. But once you come out the other side of that, you just realize how important it is to just put yourself first. And and that just comes down to making a choice to feel good from the time that you know, from from that decision to get dressed in something in the morning. Like yeah. that's just 
it's really it's really you know I want to you know it's not it's it sounds simple but it's actually particularly when you're talking to mums you know we mm. put ourselves last a lot and so it's actually a massive decision you know yeah. it actually feels like such a massive decision um because you never want to feel like you know you don't want to feel selfish you you don't want to feel like you're putting yourself ahead of your family but it's it's about if you can't if your tank is empty you can't give to anyone else I think that's so true and I do I think that sometimes especially with fashion it's one of those things that you can get into the mindset of oh I don't care about that you know and you just sort of think oh I don't care about it and that's how and you go into that mindset with that but as you said it could just be as something as simple as you know popping on something that makes you feel good and and that changes your outlook for the whole day so I guess another question to you then following on from that point what are your thoughts in terms of shopping for your budget? Yep. So I, I always encourage my clients to buy the best quality they can afford. And if, you know, if, if that means that you need to shop in Kmart, that's absolutely fine. What I get, what I encourage them to get in the habit of is checking the labels. Okay. What are the, what fabrication is this? Is it, is it a cotton? Is it a linen? I, I always think that, you know, if you can buy um, natural fibers, um, it's always, a more quality piece you know that the wash and wear is generally is generally better um but also it's about under, trying those pieces on if you have if you're able to and seeing how they fit on the body and and if they fit well it doesn't matter how much you're spending on it if that's if that's your if that is your budget and it fits well then it's going to last you for the amount of time that you're going to need it for um obviously you know it's it's no it is no um kind of surprised that if you do invest more and you are buying those better brands you're going to get a, a you know a piece that's of a quality that's going to last longer but we don't always have the means to do that so I think it's about understanding okay what's the fabric um, when you're looking at the piece does it have threads missing and if the, if so okay maybe is there something that I can look at that's going to be um, a little bit of higher quality if I spend a little bit extra on it you know the other thing is is that you don't need I think people get overwhelmed in that they think that they need a lot of clothes to you know feel stylish and that's not actually the truth it's about understanding and pinpointing what are the key items that I know I wear a lot and then prioritizing your budget on those pieces because if you're going to be wearing them a lot then you want them to be of a quality that can wash and wear wash and wear right and then what are the pieces that you may only reach for a few times you know a week or a month or whatever and not spending as much on those pieces um so i think it is about really getting clear on how you like to dress and then divvying up your budget so that the pieces that you know you're going to get a lot of wear of, you're spending a little bit extra on to ensure that the quality will allow you to do so. Mm. I really love that. I think as well, I mean, from from working in retail and and a lot of um, what I'm reading about um, the future in terms of fashion is that we are starting to break away from fast fashion and that we yes. are spending more money on quality pieces and we're being more conscious in what we're consuming in terms yep. of the amount that we're um the amount that we are purchasing. So I think it's a really good point that you made in terms of making sure you're getting the right quality for your budget. And it could also be that if you are wanting to get, say, 
something like a leather jacket or a pair of jeans that you maybe put more money aside for those key pieces. Is that what you you would agree with that? So I actually have a little style guide that I'm remastering at the moment. And basically what I show you in this style guide is it's called my my classic core wardrobe style guide. So I show you the 20 pieces that I believe every woman should have in their wardrobe, in their in their foundation wardrobe. And then I actually give you 120, there's actually over 120 outfit combinations that you can make with just those 20 pieces. I tell you this to say, you don't actually need a lot of pieces, particularly if, if you are smart about the way they can be worn and also sticking to neutral color palettes. So for that, that core wardrobe that I was talking about before, you know, you, you stick to your classics, you stick to your neutral color palettes, but you bring, there are, there's a few pieces in there that I recommend and that I call your personality pieces. So like your fashion skirt, for instance, is one of the pieces. So that could be a leopard print skirt or a bold colored skirt, because that that particular piece is going to allow you to show your personality. Even though you're building this classic wardrobe, it's classic to you. It's going to have injections of your personality through these these items that I call your personality pieces. So I think, you know, breaking that misconception that we need a lot of clothes is step one. And then also getting people to really understand quality, you know, um, and, and what, what, quality looks like and getting their head around maybe instead of say spending a hundred dollars on five pieces it might be spending a hundred dollars on a beautiful crisp cotton shirt that they can wear to the office but then they can wear on the weekend they can wear completely buttoned up they can wear open and over a tank so understanding not only the quality of pieces but how versatile they can be in terms of the way that they can style them as well Um, because one of the things I know for a fact is that women have these big wardrobes and the reason Mm. they have these big wardrobes and and lots and they keep accumulating is because they can't they don't know how to wear the pieces that they have they're so they think inside a box right they don't think you know one client I worked with we literally just went shopping in her own wardrobe. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I created like over a hundred looks just from the pieces she owned. And it was things like going, yes, you can wear pink and emerald green together. That's abs- like just creating these new combinations that people are like, what do you mean? Can I really do that? Yes, you can. Like it's about experimenting as well. Like it's not just about you know, as much as I love a minimalistic wardrobe, it's not for everyone. Like some people find that really, really boring. Mm. So it's like, okay, so how, if I do have a lot of color in my wardrobe, how can I maximize that? Create tonal, you know, create tonal outfits. So where you block all one color together or try color blocking where you mix three different contrasting colors into one outfit. So it's, it's more about, it's more about learning to feel confident in doing that. And, and, and that's one of the key pillars as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can understand where people may be coming from in that sense, because like sometimes you, when you purchase an outfit for an occasion that you've got in mind, if it's not a dress, you may have purchased a top to go with a set of pants or a skirt and that's it. So I can understand where people are coming from. So. Correct. 
You know, one of the other things that I love to do is create suited kind of looks from different separates. So, you know, even just to say teaming a, you know, a, you know, for instance, a beige or caramel um, blazer with like a slightly darker tobacco pant, you know, to give a suited look. They're not exactly the same colour, but it doesn't matter because once you put something between them, be that, uh, you know, say a navy and white striped top or even just a cream camisole, it all works in, it all blends in. And then you might add a dash of leopard print in there. So you've just created this outfit from pieces that you have that is very now. Um, they didn't, you didn't buy it as a suit, but you, you've bought into that or you've, you've worked into that suited kind of tailored um, feel and look with the pieces that you already own. Okay, so what are your thoughts then on purchasing into these trends? Say we've spoken about this earlier, the shackets, currently what's in, it's the shirt jacket. Um, say we love this trend, we buy into this trend knowing that it may not be something that is in next year or the following year, it may eventually come back around once it's out, but what are your thoughts in terms of the longevity with trend pieces? Like personally, I generally like to purchase things for the long run like that is that is my feeling I always think there's a way that you can reinvent pieces like you know I've got oh I've got accessories that I've had for over 10 years that you know standalone may not look like they're from this season but then if I'm going to put it into a necklace stack it'll look completely like it's from this season you know so I think it's also about um being inspired to try different ways to wear pieces I've got a yellow skirt that I bought a yellow pencil skirt that I bought I think oh my goodness I reckon it's over 10 like I reckon it's about 12 years old this yellow pencil skirt bright yellow pencil skirt and I teamed it with a um another yellow piece because yellow is the Pantone color of the year right yeah so I what I did was I teamed this like mustard yellow pencil skirt with a lightweight um shirt that's got like white daisies on it and then I added a um brown heel to it and those pieces were all old like that piece was but I I brought it into the now, A, because yellow is the pantry colour of the year, so it's relevant, but also just by bringing in that that chocolate into the mix because all those warm colours are very of this season, it just made it feel very current. So it's also about re looking at ways you can reinvent colours that may not necessarily be of the season or on trend by teaming with a hue or a tone that is. So yeah. it makes it relevant again. I always think that you can find ways to, to make pieces relevant, particularly if they suit your style because your style and, and, and how you feel in it will always be relevant if, it, if it's you. Yeah. I think it's really great that you're preaching to change the perspective of how we view our wardrobes. You know, I mean, I think after this, even for myself, I'm going to head onto the wardrobe once we finish recording and go do a bit of a reevaluation. Um, especially too, like as we were saying before with conscious consuming, we may not need to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe, instead just reassess what we already have. So Definitely. I, I, there's two things that I think you need to look for when you're decluttering your wardrobe. It's 
A, well, there's a few things. So when you when you declutter your wardrobe, you obviously want to look for things that um, are damaged or you don't wear because they're damaged or holy or they don't fit properly, right? Create clarity by removing those things. The other thing is that there are going to be sometimes pieces in your wardrobe that are just that just don't feel like they're you anymore because we've changed over time. And sometimes holding on to pieces like that is like holding on to baggage. If they don't feel like you, you need to let you need to let go of them so that you can start that transformative that you know transformation of becoming the person who you now feel you are. Um, and so for some people holding on to, to pieces they've had for 20 years is actually like, you know, dragging them down because there's always memories attached. And if they're not memories that are serving you, then it's better to cut them, to cut them loose and make space for that person that you want to be. Mm -hmm. um, so I always say to create three piles. So your keep, your donate, um, and then there's sometimes pieces that you love, like I've just gone through and done this as well, where you're not wearing them because they don't fit you properly. They just need some simple tailoring. It might be a blazer that if you just had it taken in a little bit, it would be perfect on you. Or some pants that if you had taken up or taken in would just be more reminiscent of a silhouette that's of the, of the now. So don't underestimate the power of tailoring what you already have as well, because you know, when you make something that you love fit even better, you're going to gravitate and you're going to wear, wear them more. So I have keep, donate or, you know, and ta tailor. And then obviously there's pieces that no one can get use of. They're holy. So you just bin them. So once you create those piles, you can then restack, you know, put reorganize your wardrobe and reassess, okay, what are the holes that I have now? Mm. What are some key pieces that I'm missing to make this a fully functioning wardrobe that, feels like me and serves me um, and you know that that will really create clarity and will help you see what you have what you might be missing and then you can start the process of putting together different outfits that um, uh, that you know are, are a mix of existing and, and new pieces that you might add into your collection. So what would be your top tips then when it comes to popping outfits together when utilising our wardrobe as well as then purchasing new items? I love yep. Pinterest. I create just like I just start pinning looks that I love and then what I do is I look at that picture and I think first I go, do I have similar items in my wardrobe that would make me, allow me to create an outfit that has that vibe? And a lot of the time you do and that's that's one of the best bits of advice I have for utilising what you already own. Like find some inspiration that's not necessarily, you know, um, from you know, a catalogue, like a retail catalogue. It could just be street style from 2017. Like it doesn't matter. You just, you're drawn to that picture for some reason. And then, you know, look, analyse it and go, oh, how can I recreate that look from what I already own? And that that also is quite a creative process as well. And I feel like that is a really nice way to start thinking about getting dressed. It should feel creative, you know. Um, and then if you are... If you, at a point, sometimes people are just like, like I've, you know, I've worked with people who, as I said, who have either lost a little weight or they haven't shopped like for years and years and years and years, and they need to start again. How do you start again? Okay, well, I always go back to, you know, investing in your classics first, you know, and then 
when you are buying pieces, think about three ways, minimum of three ways that you'll be able to style that piece. So I'm going to take the blazer because it's a no-brainer. So obviously you can style a blazer with jeans, you can style a blazer with a pair of trousers, and you can style a blazer over a dress. There's three instant ways that you can style a, a black blazer, right? Um, but the same goes with a say pattern skirt okay how am I going like especially you know if you're thinking to yourself oh this is a really kind of um loud or kind of patterned piece how am I going to get my mileage out of that okay so let's take the leopard print skirt you can team a leopard print skirt with a um leather jacket and white t-shirt you can team a leopard print skirt with a white shirt you can team a leopard print skirt with a trench and a black turtleneck yeah. three outfits three outfits you know um and a, a pointed shoe would go with every single one of them or if you don't want to use a pointed shoe you want it to be more casual swap in a white trainer yeah yeah it's funny when you mentioned like the leopard print the leopard print seems to be the print that just is never fully left like like that i always like to think of there being um as well as you know classic pieces there's also some classic prints that will always generally be around and I think animal is one of those I think dots and polka dots and stripes and checks they always come back in some they're always around in some way so I think you know when you're buying into those prints there's always a way that you can reappropriate them that even if you haven't bought that piece in this season you'll be able to make it feel like it's from this season um so I, I definitely think there are some more prints that um have longevity because they they come and you know they come and go all the time um you know you've probably seen at the moment there's been you know for like, actually it's a couple of seasons now the tie-dye trend is really yes yes um, very much so you know it's it's and it's still and i've been looking at some you know new season um looks even on netta porter because you know they're in the next season they're they're talking about spring and summer and tie-dye is is still around so even just adding one tie-dye it might be a t-shirt or it might be a tie-dye skirt just adding one bit of print to your existing wardrobe can just make it feel very fresh so it's not I don't say don't shop because obviously that's you know I love shopping it's about shopping being savvy when you're shopping and understanding how you're going to get the most mileage out of the money that you've spent on those pieces yeah yeah, so then another question to you. With everything that you've mentioned in this chat so far, for those of us that are time restricted or time poor, what would you, what would be your tips for getting ready day to day to ensure that we are showing up every day confidently with our clothing? Is it like pre-preparing in terms of like organizing the day before? I would definitely plan my outfit the night before. Um, and I would also have some pieces that, you know, if you just chuck them on and go that you can get out the door. So it might be a couple of great dresses that fit you really well. Um, a, a, you know, a colored one, a, a leopard print or a zebra print, um, might also be some coordinate sets. So like tops and skirts that work together, um, that, you know, you know, if you put them on, you've got an outfit created and you can get out the door really quickly. Um, so, but the, definitely that pre-planning um the night before is you know I do that especially if I've got a really busy day and I know that I've got to go straight from drop off to mm. um an appointment or a meeting I'll have my outfit ready the night before um and also having so I always think that 
jackets and shoes are like your the top and tail of an outfit so I generally put a place a little bit more emphasis and attention there so even if you just think I oh, just I'm just going to grab a white t-shirt and a pair of jeans and then think how can I dress this up just pop on a bright colored heel and a neutral trench you know because the silhouettes you've got that balance of you know the, the the silhouette of the long trench you've got the denim that goes with the caramel and then you've got that accent of the heel and a gold hoop like done easy stuff yeah very, so very it's good also, it's also understanding combinations that can you know there's those foolproof com combinations that you know that you can just you know drop out you know you know run out as as you need them yeah, lovely, lovely. And I guess a big thing, and you would agree with with fashion is like, and as you're saying, more like getting creative is not not forgetting to have fun and to express 100%. your personal style. Absolutely, and you know, I always say fashion is not fickle. Like, you know, style is a way for us to really, as I said before, really express who we are. And and it's 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 almost like a business card because when you think about it, like I get some people have to wear uniform, but for me. Like it's my business card. I can walk into a room where nobody knows me and I will be wearing something that feels really good and it is very um, indicative of who I am. And you can guarantee that someone will be like, they'll comment me, they'll comment on something that I'm wearing and then they just, they're compelled. What do you do for work? And as soon as I say I'm a stylist, they're like, oh my goodness, I knew it. I knew you had to have done something in that realm. And that's a really big compliment for me, but also that just shows you the power of, you know, first impressions as well. Mm -hmm. um, they do count. And I think that especially when a lot of us are building personal brands and, you know, especially as people are starting their own businesses or they might be moving out of more corporate worlds and, and using those skills to start their own business or offer that service independent of a big company, it becomes very important in communicating what you're about and what you stand for. And so, you know, that's why I always say fashion is not fickle. Um, fashion is one of the you know st your style your personal style is one of your biggest um assets to communicate before you even open your mouth um about who you are and what you stand for and going back to what you were saying about um you know having fun with it it's you know i i the way that i trained um because i worked in magazines for or I still actually contract back to the publishing industry, but I cut my teeth in in the style industry working on um, magazines. So I was styling editorial shoots and putting together a flat lay. So if you're wondering what a flat lay is, you know, when you open the pages of the magazine and you've got those outfits laid out, you've got your outfit and then, um, you know, your accessories and stuff. So I, I trained in that way. So I always did that kind of very visual, creative outfit planning. Um, and that has served me in such good stead for moving into the personal styling realm because I think of creating outfits in a very different way to what most people um, think of it. And so that is how I try and teach you to think about it because it just, it you know, you and everyone who works with me because, you know, bringing that, creativity to to outfit planning it, it makes it more joyful yes and there's nothing there's nothing better than starting your day feeling joyful um so 
yeah, that's that's a little bit. I, I, I didn't really give a bit of work history, but yeah, I, di- I did start in magazines and um, I still contract back to the publishing industry. And um, I've just kind of, once I started working for myself, I've branched out into personal styling because it, it, just, it just kind of, um, it happened very organically because people were always like, oh my goodness, I would never have thought to put that together. Whenever I worked with anyone on, on fashion shoots, they were like, never thought to put that together. Do you do personal styling? And then I just decided to formalize it three years ago. So um, they, yeah. And, and how was that whole process for you? You found that there's a lot of people that are looking for help. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think, I think it also, one of the catalysts was, you know, I went from working full time in an office where getting dressed was a big part of my day. And um, I was working from home and, you know, I did what anyone did and thought that wearing lycra every day was a great idea. And then I couldn't understand why I just felt a bit crappy. Like I was like, something's like doesn't feel right. And I realized that when I was going into an office and I my day had purpose I was getting dressed for my day and I had stopped doing that and I realized oh no I need to get dressed for my day I need to get dressed for me like not because of anything else but for me and that kind of coincided with me deciding that I can't be the only one who's going through this. And then as it transpired, you know, when you're a new mum and you're going to the park, um, you end up having all these conversations with, you know, these deeper meaningfuls with people you'll probably never see again. And a lot of this, you know, a lot of the times you you will see mums there then that they're kind of a little bit dressed up, but they're like, I just needed to feel good. I just needed to mm. put something on that made me feel good. Um, and I realised then and there that, you know, style is more than fashion um style is a mindset it's 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 a really important it plays a really important part in making us feel good and when you feel good then you can you can go through your day a little bit easier no matter what it kind of throws at you yeah we're just like you know for us just chatting here i'm sitting here i'm going all right after we finish this i'm going to head to the wardrobe we're going to go through the wardrobe and then i'm going to head out of my active wear there are are days where it's just you know (laughs) you go with it but i think that when you're um you know when you want to feel a certain way and particularly for me because i work from home like to keep that productivity level up Mm. I have to make sure I'm getting dressed for my day because you know there are days that I want to pitch ideas to new clients there are days that I want to get through a lot of work or there are days where you know where I might be feeling a bit anxious and I think okay I need to wear a light color today or white or flowy or something to counteract that very physical feeling um so yeah it's once you actually stop and and I guess monitor it and monitor the way that you feel when you're wearing certain things it really starts making sense yeah I think a lot of people would resonate with what you're saying especially in terms of COVID everyone was working from home and now that we're only now starting to head back into the office having to rethink that whole getting ready process again a lot of workplaces have actually um 
it may not, you know, they may be doing split kind of um, days. So some days in the office and some days at home, um, but also just a lot of offices have gone from, you know, if they were once super, super corporate, they, because they might be still doing a lot of meetings via Zoom and things like that. So it's more like biz, business casual. So it's also about a rethinking of how do I even dress for work these days? Mm. Um, and so, um, you know, and also a lot of people didn't shop and a lot of people were at home and people's bodies have changed. So I've been working with a lot of clients who have had to reevaluate their whole wardrobe because A, it doesn't fit them or it doesn't suit their, um, their role anymore or the way that they need to actually show up for work. And so it's about understanding how they can build a wardrobe that um, will work for their office life or and also work for home office life um, because the other thing that people have stopped doing is buying separate wardrobes if they have to you know once upon a time we had our going out wardrobe our home wardrobe our wig now people are like I want to buy pieces that I can wear in different ways and that's you know, of course, there's occasions that you can't really get away with, get away from. But, you know, going back to, again, the suit, like, you don't just need to buy a suit because you work in an office now. You can buy a suit because you want to wear a suit with trainers and a T-shirt. Hmm. And you may not even necessarily step a foot into an office. So um, it's about, yeah, just rethinking the way that we're shopping so that we are we're creating this wardrobe that can, I call it cross-pollinate. It can go across different, different things, you know, different occasions and different um, environments and for different um, reasons. Yeah, I think that's a really great point to finish up on. You know, I mentioned it earlier. I love that you're all about reframing our mindset when it comes to our wardrobes and building our wardrobes. You know, from this chat, like my perspective has changed on how I see my wardrobe, like that whole shopping process and to evaluate how I turn up every day, like whether it's heading to the park with friends or, you know, a family lunch or heading to work. And I hope that a lot of others have felt the same. So thank you so much, Rosie, for taking the time to impart your wisdom with us and chatting with me today. Thanks for having me. Love that chat with Rosie. As I mentioned at the beginning, whenever I see her, I've always wanted to pick her brain on her views when it comes to fashion styling and our wardrobes. And I'm so happy I was able to share that with you guys. There were so many great takeaways, so it was hard to pop it into a couple of points, but I managed to choose my top five. Number one, from the very beginning, determine your body shape and dress to maximize your shape. Learn to love your shape and dress to make yourself feel confident in any scenario. Number two, Build a classic core wardrobe. These are your foundation pieces that don't date and then add in seasonal buys based off trends to introduce a modern take. Number three, start your day with a positive mindset and put on something that makes you feel good. This will help lift your mood if you've woken up feeling a little crappy. The fourth, buy the best quality for your budget and prioritize your funds on items that you know you're going to get a lot of wear from. And finally, number five, Reevaluate your wardrobe. Create four piles the keep pile, the donate pile, a pile for simple tailoring, and items that are damaged, that they're just for the bin. Then see the gaps and purchase items based off these gaps. There were so many more takeaways in there, but they were my top five. If you want to get in touch with Rosie or just follow her and grab some inspiration from her social channels, you can find her at 
Rosie McKay Stylist. So that's at Rosie, M-C-K-A-Y Stylist on Insta and Facebook or check out her website, www.myvirtualstylist.com.au. She lists all her services on her website, including some great packages, membership options and workshops also. So definitely get in touch with her. If you love that chat or any of the other Simple Intentions podcast, please leave a review with your podcast provider. Also exciting news, Simple Intentions is now on socials. So please follow along on Instagram and Facebook at Simple Intentions Podcast. Also, please feel free to send through a message to myself if there are any topics you would like covered or if you have any suggestions on health and mindful specialists that you would love to hear from. Until next time, thanks heaps, guys. Mm-hmm.